Hello and welcome to Creating with Camille. This is episode 6 and for this one I'm going to be explaining and talking about how to ask for help. Um, Asking for assistance is a strange paradigm, um, one that I've personally experienced especially about a year and a half ago um, because it's one of the simplest and most difficult things to accomplish I think for an artist as well as someone who's probably self-employed, it was something I really struggled with just starting out because A, I didn't really know anyone in the industry and B, I didn't really know where to find information. So it was kind of like I was searching a very, very dark room all on my own. For like a year and then like the next half a year became better and now it's finally I'm in the motions, I understand who to ask and I'm, I'm more uh, connected into the industry. But man, starting out I think is one of the most difficult things a person can do especially because you're putting so much of yourself and so much of your time on the line for a project or venture. But like they say, like they say not this bang hello they're not animals like they say um basically if you don't have any skin in the game you're not really playing for anything to begin with so totally fair and most 100% agree after putting some of my own skin in the game so today I have about nine tips and factoids that I would like to share with you guys about how to ask for help number one I would say humble yourself If you have an ego going into any conversation, you're not going to be able to put it aside and really hear what people are telling you. So one of the, I think this is definitely why I put it as number one, one of the most important things is that you, if you have a need for information, need to be able to put aside that ego and be humble. And honestly, I think you should stay humble throughout your career because uh, no amount of height, no amount of finance really proves that you're better than anyone else. That just means you've worked perhaps longer on it, but that doesn't mean that you are per se better. So here's my tidbit. So I would say always stay humble and always try and learn from other people. Um, Basically, if you can't understand what someone's telling you, It's not because perhaps the information they're telling you is bad. It's that the way you're receiving that information is incorrect because you're putting your own ego and self above the information, which is incorrect, especially when starting out. The information needs to be priority. Ah, ego comes later. Ego hopefully will never come. So number two, understand your strengths. Uh, Why does this tie into how to ask for help? Because when you understand what you excel at, you can sometimes have that wiggle room to see if it's not an issue that needs to be asked for help for. It's an issue that you can address by yourself so you don't have to go out and bother or, you know, interrupt other people's resources. So when in doubt, I suggest trying to learn the information yourself before going outwards just because it's always better to learn something on your own and have that tool in your toolkit rather than exporting it somewhere else and then having to perpetually go outside of yourself for that tool for the rest of your life. So what I suggest is if you need something, 
if you need to learn a tool, try to do it yourself before going elsewhere. So know your strengths. Uh, fun fact, uh, I did my website myself. And it took me forever because I'm not very technologically inclined. If you know me, this is true. Um, but I did it because I wanted to try and learn a new skill. And honestly, it wasn't that difficult. It was so, so simple to have that platform pre-made for me. However, the time was necessary to be put in there. And it was a great starter website. And it didn't cost me anything because I didn't have to pay anyone to set it up for me. It was just as good as I could get it and then move forward until I had the resources, the time, the money to upgrade it. But that first website was made by moi. And it taught me a lot and it gave me the confidence and the skill set I needed at that time in my life. And if I need at another time in my life, I feel like I have at least a little bit of wherewithal and confidence and knowledge that I can apply it to a different setting later on in my life. Uh, I'm not saying by any means that I'm great at Java or anything like that because it obviously didn't pertain, but it's the building blocks to a new skill set. And that's another thing you need to understand is that asking for help is always, always, always a good thing. It's never a bad thing, but you should always try to learn that skill on your own before going ahead and outsourcing that problem and making it someone else's issue. Okay, so that kind of ties into acknowledge when you are over in over your head. Uh, you don't want to ask for help when you're already sinking. You don't want to ask for help when you've already drank so much water, you're drowning. Basically, when you are getting tired in the water, when it's already something you can see is going to be a long-term issue or it's something that you can't fix on your own, uh, go ahead and reach out. And there's nothing wrong about asking for help. There's nothing that should make you feel less than uh, because everyone has a different skill set, as we talked about earlier. And so that shouldn't be a, a dark smudge on you or like a sad part of your soul. No, no, no. It's just knowing that someone else can do it better and you should let them teach you that skill. So acknowledge that and move on. Uh, number four. I would say is know your team, know who is on your side, what their skill set is, and how much of their time you can feel uh, good about or confident about asking to to help you out with things. Uh, that team is your lifeline. Uh, those close friends, those people who've been business partners who've transitioned to friends, are honestly a priceless part of business as well as life. Because as I've grown older, all I know is that time is very fleeting and that money means very little if you have no one to grow alongside you. So that team is that foundation and it should be a sacred bond. At some point in your life, you'll understand that your team is how you move forward. Those five closest people in your life, honestly, it's true will reflect most upon who you are as an individual. So if I had to point out my closest five friends, it would be a huge indicator about my lifestyle because they're all great, strong women who are always striving for excellence in their fields. And I'm fortunate enough that they push me every day to be better. So that's on my team. And those are the people I'm bringing forward into 
every new chapter in my life. And those are the women that I generally tend to ask for help and guidance before searching elsewhere. I trust their recommendations um, pretty pretty intensely. They have a strong weight on my perspectives. Uh, so it's always important to have that team of those educated people, those people in your life that are constantly trying to improve themselves so you can always be motivated to reach further yourself. Um, so, number five. Ask for an informational interview. Curveball! You didn't see this one coming. This is how you ask for help by not asking for help. That makes no sense. But basically, when you are in a field, when you're in a specific creative genre or niche, I would say, asking for informational interviews is so, so, so helpful because it just gives you a different perspective and connection that you might not need today However, in the future, it would prove very valuable. So I definitely recommend that, myself included. I've done plenty of informational interviews. And so don't be cheap about it. What I mean with that is don't feel like it should only be like a five-second phone call. No, no, no. If someone agrees to an informational phone call, interview, coffee shop, when those open kind of thing, it's because they actually generally want to go out of their way to help you. They have freed up their time for these questions with you. They have made themselves available for you. And honestly, it's it's something that you have to get over because for I know a lot of people who've told me, oh, like I don't feel good about wasting people's time or oh, I don't feel like I wanted to bother them. Well, if you reach out and they say yes, they already... Um, have expressed interest in giving themselves over to you for that time. They've expressed uh, agreement that they want to be able to do something with you. But um, what that also means is that don't abuse it. <laughs> you don't want to pester them. But make it worth both of your while. Um, because informationals are extremely important in moving forward and getting to know perhaps a different perspective of your field that you had not known about previous. So that's something I definitely like to try and do when I have free time or when I'm more interested in a specific area that I had not known about previously. Number six, reach out to the big players. <gasps> Camille, that's crazy. I can't reach out to the big players. Yes, you can. Um, there's very little to be lost, I would say, by reaching out to big names, big heavy hitters in your industry and just asking a question asking in an email um what do you have to lose honestly like it's it's one thing that they never reply fine fine you've lost what 10 whole seconds of your day but what do you have to gain so I'm a big pros and cons person I'm always making those lists and for me uh at this point in my life my time is not that valuable where a few emails uh, sent outwards, reaching out to people is going to harm me. No, it's only going to help me. And especially, especially if they say, yeah, like, let me, let me go ahead and reach out to you. Yeah, like, thank you for emailing me. Would you like uh, to have an informational interview? These kind of go hands in hands. And it's so important that if you're looking perhaps to transition, if you're looking perhaps to move forward, that you go ahead and do these things so you have the right building blocks to move forward in your industry. 
So that leads me to number seven, make connections. So I am so sorry to all my beloved introverts, but this is where extroversion kind of has a shine. It's going out into the world and talking to people and making those connections, even if it's, say, uh, a lot from when I was two years ago, reaching out to people and just mingling, just mixing, going out and meeting people in my industry and talking to them. And it sounds silly because you don't really always think about how business is so interpersonal and interconnected. However, you can't really put a price on your connections, I would say, or your web of people. I don't know how to explain that thoroughly. But basically, it's great to be gung-ho and go in alone. It's better to go in somewhere with a team. And it's better to go in somewhere with people you have met who are of a similar mind, who have similar interests, are in going the same direction with their craft or their field. So, go. I was attending so many book clubs. I was attending so many authors' meetings, so many authors' speaker events, just for the heck of it. So many publishing events, like driving all over the city to try and just get that information, to try and just meet those people, pick their brains. And yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> car mileage going on. There was a lot of time and effort being uh, invested, but I think it would just definitely pay off because it did for me in the long run to have those experiences, to have those connections. Uh, don't feel like you have to pigeonhole yourself into just your specific industry. Get a little broader. Like for me, uh, I generally write mystery thriller novels. However, I've branched out because a lot of my other books are not in my name because it's not the same genre, like I've said before. So I go ahead and talk to publishers. I go ahead and talk to bookshop owners. I, I'm always trying to talk with people uh, just to learn more. Um, when I do gigs for fun, for like for my other passion, which is for funsy acting and stuff, man, I got those Instagrams, I got those Snapchats, all those little things you think don't really matter, but they add up in the end. So you can keep uh, tabs on your contacts. I'm not saying it has to be the old-fashioned way. Um, I personally do not have a Rolodex. I'm not that old. But um, <laughs> a modern way of keeping track of people, apps, get them on your apps. Get them uh, where you use them the most. I personally use Instagram the most, so that's generally what I hand out to people so they can meet me that way. Um, but phone number, also classic, works well, and it's even better if you're looking for long-term relationships. Um, so seven is making connections. Eight is market yourself with integrity. So how, how does this tie into asking for help? Well, you are as an individual, as a creator, as an artist, as a, someone in the big scheme of the universe, the bloody universe, I can't stress this enough. Market yourself with integrity because your word is your bond. So you as a person are only as good as what everyone else in the world knows about you. What everyone else sees and understands about you is basically your line of credit in a connected social world. So, yeah, it's one thing to have a financial line of credit, but what you don't always think about is that personable, that social level of credit. Because people talk, especially in industries, they're extremely close-knit. 
very, very closed uh, in close circles. And I can't stress this enough how many emails I've gotten from people who I have been referred to talking with from people I didn't even think remembered my name. Do you know how crazy that is? Oh my god. Like, how many people, how many breaks in my life so far in the past year and a half have come from referrals, people reaching out to me with business, people reaching out to me with clients and opportunities and all these things for writing because I was just being genuine and a good person to start with. And I cannot stress that enough because if you are not of of a quality, of a caliber, of honesty, uh, people will eventually find out. And I think it's just easier to, to be truthful and be honest than to be someone who you are not and to be someone you would not like to do business with. It's just easier to be clean and open and honest. And that's how I try and lead this life. And that's how I advise you to market yourself. So in the future, in the current times, if you need it now, you are able to ask for help and you have that clean line of credit and you have that intrinsic openness that you don't mind helping other people. So it's kind of um, this wonderful relationship that is circular in nature. And I think those are some of the best ones. The ninth one, my final recommendation for how to ask for help, stay focused. Um, keep your eye on the prize and don't divert yourself um, because of new information just from one source. If, say, multiple sources are saying the same thing, okay, don't be dull, go ahead and change. But stay focused on your goals, stay positive, and know that um, every day is a new chapter in your book and that things can get better because you're asking for help. The universe, I think, is honestly so beautiful that way because when you go out and put yourself out there, I really do believe it comes back to you eventually. So feel free to ask for help. And I hope these nine tips uh, allowed you to have a better perspective. And thank you for tuning in and listening to Creating with Camille, episode six. Bye.